You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle, everyone, and welcome to Boom Tracker. This is your source for Auburn recruiting news and updates. I'm your host, Justin Hostler. And on today's show, I'm going to break down the newest Auburn Tiger a guy who is going to be eligible to play in the fall. So in just a couple months, we well, maybe, maybe a couple months, maybe eight months from now we might see him, but he's going to be eligible immediately. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about him. I'm going to talk about um, a few big targets that we have on our big board and uh, just talk about, you know, a, cu- a couple guys that have began to get some traction. And, and so we're going to talk a little bit about them. Um, you know, the class, just kind of a recap of where we're at right now, the class of 2021 has lost a little bit of momentum. We got off to a really slow start, and we picked it up a lot in May. Uh, the month of May was pretty busy for us, but we've, we've definitely lost some momentum over the last, I don't know, month and a half, two months or so. Um, we've missed on a few big targets, like I'm talking like both size-wise and impact wise we've missed out on a couple guys most recently uh the brockermeyer twins i think we talked about them maybe on our last show but tommy and james two really big really talented offensive linemen out of texas like i said they're twins but tommy being the number one center in the country and the number five player overall according to who you look at um i think 247 has him as the number five overall player in the country um the two of them committed over the weekend to Alabama. Yep. Um, not a really big, not a big surprise, but, um, we also recently lost out on four star receiver Christian Leary out of, um, Orlando, uh, Edgewater High School, high school in Orlando. He also committed to Bama since our last show. So, um, you know, those are a couple guys that we've missed on, but there's, there's definitely some big names out there that we've been keying in on. And so I'm going to, Talk a little bit today about, you know, how I feel with those guys. I think I'll probably cover like three of them in some decent depth. Before we get into today's show, I'm actually going to give a little shout out here to Clem Richardson of Auburn Uniform Database, Database, however you say it. Um, He posted an article the other day about some Auburn Uniform concepts. I'm looking at them right now on Facebook and um, there were kind of suggestions from other Auburn fans via Twitter and probably Facebook and some other platforms, but, uh, there were some really, I'm talking like some sweet, some sweet concept uniforms on there. And most of the time I'm, uh, I love Auburn's uniforms and I'm like, you know what? Don't change them. They look beautiful. Don't change the logo. It's beautiful. But these were some really cool ones that he did and put together a nice little, um, uh, little, little article about them. Um, the ones that really just caught my eye and, and I was like, 
wow like complete euphoria like the best the best concept uniform i've ever seen um was the phoenix sun style basketball jersey and it was absolutely beautiful um seriously probably the best concept jersey i've seen in any sport in any team and you know probably a lot of that has to do with me growing up being a suns fan but i loved it and it was awesome if you guys get a chance to go check it out you should do so there's some um there's probably like a dozen on there they're really they're really good good stuff clint always does a good job with anything that has to do with uniforms so go give it a look and you know let him know what you think on facebook or on twitter i'm sure too um all right so as promised though um talk about a few probably like four or five recruits we'll talk about today and the first one i'm going to talk about and don't mind my accent if it breaks out but um the first one i'm going to talk about is a guy committed on Tuesday, so earlier this week, um, might have come out of nowhere. I don't know how fall how, how much anyone follows um, kicking and punting recruits, but it shouldn't be a surprise a surprise to anyone. It fills a much needed question mark for this upcoming season. I've already kind of alluded to it. Um, once again, Coach Malzahn went down under to land an Aussie punter. So Oscar Chapman, Oscar is the the news punter, and I I would assume that he's going to take over punting duties from day one. Um, we were talking about a little bit in the ETC group chat about nicknames from for our guy. You know, we lost Aaron Sipos. Um, I think I said his name wrong pretty much the whole season last year, and I might have said it wrong again. But there were some funny nicknames that came out. Um, I don't want to. I didn't get a waiver filled out. I didn't get a disclosure form filled out for anyone, but I'm going to throw them out there anyway. We had, uh, let's see, Peter Green. Peter is awesome. Love him. He's talking about um, Oscar and nicknames, and he threw out touchback from the outback, which um, AJ mentioned is probably not good that we have um, our punter having too many touchbacks. We want him to kind of nail it in within the five or ten. And Dallas, uh Dallas came up with Oscar Coffin Corner Chapman, so that would be pretty sweet if he's able to just put it in the corner every time. I was thinking, though, now I could do this because I'm recording. If I were up in front of a bunch of people and they were watching me say this, I would probably get so red in the face, but I'm going to do it anyway. So um, my nickname that I'm thinking of for Oscar Chapman is Oscar Australian for punter. You know, like Foster... Australian for beer, but um, so that's what I got for him. Anyway, Oscar um, announced his commitment on Tuesday. He went to the same, I guess it's a program, uh, not really a school. I think it's more of a, you know, some of the semi-pro guys in Australia, they get together and, and kind of practice and train and develop in the art of American style kicking. And they've had a ton of success. It's Pro Kick Australia. Um, and so that is the, you know, Australia, like I've said, they've, they've, they're just pumping out punters and kickers right now, but, um, you know, they've had some really, really talented, uh, punters go into different colleges and they've also had a handful of them, including, uh, let's see, Michael Dixon of the Seahawks, Cameron Johnson of the Eagles, uh, Jordan Berry from the Steelers. So they've had a ton of guys that have gone on to you know, kick collegiately and then move up to the NFL. So that's pretty cool. Um, and I also think it's, you know, pretty cool that we have kind of tapped into this 
pipeline. I forgot Aaron Sipos of the Detroit Lions. I think he signed a free agent deal, rookie free agent. Um, so he's another one who is on an NFL roster as of right now. And, and so anyway, these guys pump out some really good talent. And, um, you know, it's cool that we've kind of tapped into the pipeline. And, um, you know, I know like LSU is like really popular for having Australian kickers and they, you know, they're, they're versatile, they're athletic, like they move around and they're not just standing back there receiving and booting it. Like they'll run around a little bit and who knows if there's, you know, a wide open field, these guys are athletic enough to get you a first down you know, move the chains. So anyway, it's, it's cool though, that we're going to Australia and this is now the second one in a row, um, with, with our boy Arn. And, um, it's kind of like, I don't know, there's just certain places where like, I, to me, you guys could totally disagree. But when I think of like a solid receiver, I want a guy, I want a guy from like LA, from South Central, from Compton. Like, I can't tell you how many guys have, you know, successful wide receivers have come out like cer- certain little areas little pockets of of uh of, of geography that are just you know it seems like that area just pumps them out you know if you want a quarterback texas if you want a you know good defensive back go look in miami where there's you know you watch you could probably i don't know watch like three or four different high school games in miami on like a friday saturday and you'll find like at least a handful of guys who are you know division one talent and so um, you know, same thing if you want like a road grading lineman, you're going to go up to Wisconsin, you know, somewhere where it's like, these are just big guys. These are just fast guys. It just seems like some, some areas are just able to, you know, produce the best of a certain position. So anyway, it seems like, uh, uh, Australia is the place to go if you're looking for a puncher. So, um, you know, we went down under and we got a boom. So, you know, it's pretty cool, pretty cool to uh, fill that need as well. Definitely going to be, I think, a relief for Bo Nix. You know, we don't have to watch our starting quarterback stay on the field for, you know, all four downs, every possession, and have him, you know, boot the ball down the field. So I think that's going to probably put some Auburn fans' uh, mind at ease a little bit with not having our quarterback out there on a fourth down every possession. Um and, you know, it's just, it's a need that we needed to fill and we filled it. So, you know, shout out to Gus. That was, that was I think that's really cool that he's been able to do that. Um, now let's get into some more, I don't know how to, uh, some more, more attractive position, more positions that people like to hear about. Probably um, punter and kicker, probably two of the bottom ones, but um, we'll get into some, some other positions here. And I just want to say like, we're, off to a slow summer. I think last year, it was probably like around this time last year, late June, that we, you know, we picked up some huge commitments and really filled out the rest of a, a really solid class of, of the uh, 2020 class. And so I think right now, I think we're kind of gearing up and getting ready to, you know, pull the trigger on, on a couple guys. And, and I think there's obviously some silent commitments and, um, some guys that are probably pretty sold on Auburn right now, but just haven't committed. So it's making our class look a little uh, n- not sexy, I guess. So we're still kind of, uh, like I said, I think there's there's some stuff in the works, but we'll see. The big thing is, like, we it's we're in a tough position. I think anyone, you know, going in recruiting battles with LSU, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Um, even Texas A&M, Ohio State, not so much Pac-12, but 
you know, even the Pac-12 with um, Oregon has done a great job recruiting with Cristobal over there. He's kind of turning it into, I don't know, the way that he the way that he recruits is definitely like an SEC type caliber team, um, building it up from from the the trenches, from the offensive and defensive line. Like he's got a ton of talent out there, and then um, you know USC is like not where they once were they had a they've had a really good class so far in 2021 but their 2019 and 2020 classes were like i don't know the 2020 class was probably the worst signing class that usc has ever had it was not very good at all but they're still able to kind of pick pick guys here and there that you know they, they do a good job and make make it tough to you know win some of these recruiting battles with other schools and for us i think that we are just in such a difficult position both you know with the with geographically like where we're at and then also just you know just regionally biased like there's just there's so many good programs that you know just alabama a couple hours west georgia a couple hours east clemson a couple hours from georgia like there's just it's it's really tough to compete with them but i think that we do a pretty good job and we also have i mean gus has made a living off of you know, turning some of these three and four stars and getting the production of a four and five star out of them. So um, I don't think it's something that we need to get worried about. And I think if you've listened to this show more than one time, or even if you've only listened to it one time before this, you probably know that I'm uh, pretty optimistic when it comes to Auburn. I feel like there's uh, Auburn should always be able to figure a, figure something out, figure out a way to get things done. And so I feel like we're going to do that, um, and that, that could just be, be me being optimistic, but that's just who I am. That's just how I am. Um, so anyway, like I said, we're in some battles with LSU, Alabama, Georgia on, you know, a couple of these guys, and, and you know, a few of them that I'm going to talk about, like, I don't know. I, th- I think that maybe one of the three or four that I talk about, I think one of them is probably not going to – uh, choose Auburn in the long run, but I do feel like a couple of these guys who I'm about to talk are both big names and impactful players, and I and I feel heavily that they're going to commit to Auburn. Um, so um, again, we're it's kind of unfamiliar right now where we're at as far as like national and even the SEC recruiting classes go. We're outside of the top 25 in the country. I think we're like 32nd right now, so we're you know just. I don't. I want to say middle of the pack, but definitely middle of the pack as far as Power Five teams go. Um, and in the SEC, we're nine, so we're in the bottom half of the SEC right now. So we definitely have our work cut out for us. There's definitely, um, you know, a lot of work to to do still at this point. Um, but I don't think that you know finishing with a top fifteen or even top ten class is really like out of the question. I think there's still you know, room, you know, definitely time and definitely room for us to make up. So, um, again, like, I also think that a big part of where we are at as far as rankings go, and I don't know, like rankings or whatever, but I, I think that a big part of why we're sitting at what, 20, 32 and nine, um, in the country and SEC respectively, I think that a lot of that is I know that a lot of that is um, due to quality um, or uh, due due to quantity rather than quality. Like we've got 10 commits right now and they're all really solid, but 
I mean, if you just look in the SEC, Tennessee, LSU, Florida, even Missouri and Arkansas, all in the SEC, all have at least 15 commitments. I think Georgia right now is, I want to say, the number 10 class in uh, 2021, and they've only they've got 12 commits. So, um, you know, they've done a really good job of getting you know some highly ranked players. So their their class is going to weigh a little little heavier than ours would if you know with the three and four stars that we have we don't have a five star yet um we'll we'll be uh on the lookout for that boom for sure but i think that the biggest positive that i would take away from this class despite us you know not having that star power quite yet is that we've filled some some big needs like we've definitely it's gonna be a really deep offensive line class right now you know with Jaden roberts caleb johnson garner langlo jamarian gooch a couple big pieces that we definitely need and i think 2020 has done a good job and then i think 2021 we're doing a good job of filling those positions of need we're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement one of the things that we take great pride here at the e2c network are our listeners are really our e2c network family now i know they enjoy listening to us but let's be honest every once in a while they probably would like a little bit of change of pace well that's where you come in if you're a business owner If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcast, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request let us help you reach the e2c network family and the auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them reach out to us at e2c network at gmail.com for more information that's all we have for you in this special message let's get back into the episode on the little rundown that i'm going to do today first up we're going to keep it in state state of alabama with now before i even say this i think all three of these guys that i'm going to talk about today like definitely the the name like the coolest names in the country like the all name team that's what i want to call it the all name team um anyway the coolest name on the radar right now a guy who's been getting a lot of talk recently in-state guy jaquincy kool-aid mckinstry kool-aid announced his top three um on sunday night on twitter alabama auburn and lsu i think most of the time when kids are doing their top three five 25 whatever it is i think they just put them in alphabetical order just to kind of like you know keep people guessing and they don't want to give it away and say yeah um missouri alabama georgia like no they're just going to keep it alphabetical and keep people guessing so anyway um alabama auburn lsu the three the top three for kool-aid um kool-aid is the number one corner in the country he went to pinson valley um He's a two-sport guy, so he wants to play both basketball and football in college, which is, you know, we've become a an, an everything school, but basketball and football have just, you know, really, you know, they carry a lot of weight at any school, but, you know, definitely over the last handful of years, the both the football and basketball team collectively have had a ton of success. Um, so what I hear is that Malzahn and Bruce Pearl have both, you know, talked to him a ton, and they've built a really good relationship with him. And I've also heard the same about LSU. So I've heard that 
um, you know, Will Wade and Coach O have also, you know, done a bulk of the recruiting for Kool-Aid. Um, I haven't heard as much about Nate Oates and Nick Saban, like the two of them having some kind of like tag team. So, um, so I say that, but then I also, I also feel like the two in-state schools, Alabama and Auburn, have the best chance at Kool-Aid. Um, you know, you can't really count out LSU because they have had a lot of success in both sports. I mean, if it were just me and I were just looking at it and thinking, okay, I want to be on a good basketball team and I want to be on a good football team, well, you know, Auburn has had the most success in basketball over the last couple of years, you know, out of those three. Alabama and LSU have both had a ton of success in football, but Auburn's really not 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 too far behind. So, I don't know. If you just weigh it that way, it's kind of like, a, a, you know, you pick them, like, who knows. Um, but... I do feel like at this point, I think that the two in-state schools have the best chance at Kool-Aid. And I think that Alabama is keyed on, keyed in on a couple other corners kind of as like contingency plans. But I think that, um, I don't know. I think that they're probably, uh, I don't know. I, I think that they just have their, their eggs in a different basket at this point. So, um, anyway, so kind of a little more about Kool-Aid here. I think that if we're able to land him, which at this point, I'm going to skip ahead to the, you know, my prediction, but I think that we're able to get him. And I think that if we are able to get McKinstry Kool-Aid, then you're obviously going to see a boost in the rankings, you know, like instantly. And then he's, you know, he's a five-star top 25 nationally ranked guy. Um, But that would also give Auburn our first five-star defensive back ever. Now, like recruiting rankings and stuff like that hasn't been, as much as it is, you know, 25 years ago as it is now, um, the science of it has kind of been mastered over the last 15, 20 years or so. And so it's, it's got a little, I think it carries a little more weight, um, now than it would, but you know, 25 years ago, um, obviously we've had some, some legendary guys. The first one that comes to mind is, um, uh, Carlos Rogers. Um, but you know, we've, been able to get a ton out of our defensive backs whether it be three star or four star over the last handful of years you think of you know Noah Igbenogany, Carlton Davis, uh, Javaris Davis, uh, Jeremiah Dinson, Jonathan Holsey like a bunch of guys um, that have had a ton of success but having a guy like Kool-Aid I love saying the name by the way having a guy like Kool-Aid Jaquincy he would be the centerpiece of this class he would be something to really like hang our hats on and he would be someone who I think would take this defensive unit under Kevin Steele to a whole nother level. You know, the defensive line depth is there and they're able to constantly pressure the quarterback, but having a ball hawk of Kool-Aid's caliber would be an absolute treasure for the Tigers defense. Like I think that we have the the defensive line depth that we're going to continue to be able to put pressure on a quarterback, but I'm just telling you like having this ball hawk, having this um, just this Island out there, named Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid Island. I bet the water there is like blue and orange. Um, anyway, I think that would just be like an absolute treasure for this defense. And I think that it would put us over the top and, you know, put us in the top five, you know, during the duration of his tenure at Auburn. So um, anyway, he doesn't have an announcement date set yet, but I think within the last month or so, he's gone from a top five to a top three. So I can see him announcing his intentions here in the near future. And again, my prediction right now is that Kool-Aid McKinstry joins his former 
teammate Bo Nix on the Plains in 2021. So, um, all right. So next up, another guy. This guy I'm feeling good about. Another guy with a, just an awesome name. Um, feeling really good about him. He's a weak side defensive end out of Ramsey High School in uh, Birmingham, I believe. And um, this is Jeremiah Scooby Williams, four star. Sitting just outside of the top 100 in the composite rankings on 247. A top five player in the state of Alabama. Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, and LSU are all pushing really hard for him. Um, but he seems to be an Auburn lean right now at the moment. That's what that's how I feel. That's what I've you know, that's what I've read. I'm just kind of a vessel here right now. I I don't interview any of the recruits, not yet at least, but um my my feeling right now from what I've read and what I've heard is that Auburn is in the lead for or for uh, Scooby here. Um, anyway, uh, Coach Gardner and Al Pogue, our new defensive back coach, have been his lead recruiters. And so, you know, anytime you get Roddy Gardner in the mix, I think that bodes well for Auburn. And then everything that I've heard about Al Pogue, like watching videos of him when he was at West Virginia, just interacting with the kids, like he is a ball of energy. The guy is just electric, and I think that – Getting him into families' homes and talking about Auburn, I think that that is just, I think that is a, a home run. Like, I think that he's going to do a tremendous job recruiting. Um, so, Scooby is a really, really athletic guy. He's got really good instincts. Um, he's able to accelerate and get off the ball extremely well. He gets off blocks. Uh, he uses his hands really well. He, you know, he, he can play multiple techniques. He can play stand-up. He put his hand in the dirt, but he does use his hands really well. Um, and I think it would be a really, really good addition to this class. And I think it would, like, you know, you think of, of uh, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson being just like a tag team duo, defensive tackle and defensive end. I think that if you put him next to Lee Hunter on the defensive line. I think that's a knockout right there. I think the two guys would absolutely wreak havoc. Um, he reminds me, from from his film that I've watched, he reminds me a lot of Big Cat Bryant with his size and his athleticism and, like I said, his ability to just get after the quarterback. Um, a lot of scouts have compared him to Rashawn Evans, now of the Tennessee Titans, but you know, let's hope that his recruitment goes a different path than Evans, who spurned us at the last minute to join Alabama. But as for right now, my prediction for Scooby Williams is for him to commit to Auburn and stick with his commitment through signing day. So, so far, that's two defensive guys that I think I have them committing. I have them joining the 2021 class. I'm feeling really good about them. But now, let's go on to another guy who is on the 2021 all-name team, um, a guy who recently released his top five, and this is the number two outside linebacker in the country, five-star out of Pauley County in Dallas, Georgia, Smale Mondin, Scooby Williams, and Khalid McKinstry, three guys that, like, just absolute coolest names. You know, there's other really cool names that we've already got um, on the squad, but I think that these three guys, like, of all the all the names, like these guys would, if you could put jerseys with just their nicknames on them and or first names, like these are the three guys for sure. Um, anyway, like I said, he recently released his top five, and that includes Auburn along with Florida, Georgia, LSU, and Tennessee. Again, um, you know, some some powerhouses, some recruiting dominant teams uh, as of late. 
Um, so we're in some big battles with them. And he is a Georgia kid. We have done a really good job of recruiting Georgia forever. Um, but um, I'm not feeling super confident on him right now. Um, anyway, he's a really athletic outside linebacker. He's got really good speed. He's got good physique. I don't know if you guys remember Sean Oakman of Baylor, who has had um, you know, a whole spotlight of transgressions and, and whatnot. I don't want to get into accusations and this and that, but um, kind of a, a adverse path for him since moving on from Baylor. But um, Sean Oakman was absolutely ripped, and he had like the crop top with his like twelve pack out showing, and I and I Smale Mondin is I feel like a very similar build. I think a little uh, lanky is not a word to describe him ever, but um, he doesn't have quite the bulk that Sean Oakman had, but he's definitely he's just ripped. Like he's he's a monster. He's a brick house. Um, anyway, at this point, Mondin looks like a heavy Georgia lean, and I think that you know they only have Georgia only has one other outside linebacker in the class as of right now. Uh, Chaz Chambliss, he's out of Carrollton, um, Carrollton High School. Uh, so I think Georgia is still pushing really hard for Mondin, and they really want him, and he is a Georgia guy, so I think staying home kind of appeals to him. You know, but I think that Auburn is right behind the in uh, behind Georgia in the race for him. I think Auburn is kind of uh, riding shotgun, whereas Georgia is in the driver's seat right now. Um, so at this point, I do have Mondin, Smell Mondin, going to Georgia, but um, it's a guy that the Auburn staff has a great relationship with, and I don't think the race is quite over yet. I think this is a name that, you know, be on the lookout. I think that it could be one of those, like, last minute, 11th hour, 23rd hour, whatever you say. Um, you know, it could be one of those situations, and I don't I don't see a commitment date set for him yet. So, um, again, it could be, like, one of those last minute type things with Smail. All right, so that is, um, you know, if you include our guy, Oscar, that, that's four guys that we talked about today. And um, obviously Oscar is joining the squad, but um, I do think that we are in the driver's seat for both Scooby and Kool-Aid. You know, those are two guys that will get playing time right away on the planes. They're going to see the field probably day one. And two guys who would boost this class ranking. And depending on when they commit, if they do commit, these are two guys who would definitely put Auburn's fan, fans' mind at ease with you know, the slow month of June and July that we've had. It could also be a situation where this is like the first of, you know, these are the first two dominoes that fall in a long line of, you know, really, really solid commits and other guys in this class. So anyway, so uh, before we get out of here today, you know, if you've got, if you've got questions or there's a player you're interested in hearing about, or you want me to talk about them on the next episode, you want me to you know, do a little spotlight on them, you know, feel free to reach out to the ETC Network Facebook group or even probably drop us a five-star rating and leave us a question in the review part of the podcast platform of your choice. And that's going to do it for today's show. Thanks for listening in, and I'll be looking forward to talking with y'all again. But until then, forever and always, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. 
So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?